I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 373 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. Jesse Lee Peterson is an author, activist, counselor, pastor, talk show host, and founder of Bond, which is the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, which he established way back in 1990. Bond is a nonprofit organization dedicated to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Jesse has been at this for a long time. I have great respect for what he does. I stand a lot to learn from him. I'm honored to have Jesse on the podcast today. He is the host of the JLP show Monday to Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific. The link to his show will be down there in today's show notes. Jesse Lee Peterson will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Jesse Lee Peterson was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and this will be my last week of new episodes coming at you before I break it off for the summer. And I have got a tremendous lineup of dads to close it out. Tomorrow on the podcast, comedian Joel McHale, best known for his work on The Soup, will be here. Wednesday, three-time Stanley Cup champion and legendary New Jersey Devils defenseman Ken Danico stops by. Thursday, recently retired NFL tight end and Super Bowl champion Benjamin Watson, a father of seven, will be joining me. And Friday, legendary weatherman and co-host of the Today Show, Al Roker, will be here to close it out. All right, so if you're new to the podcast here, please take a second to scroll through the archives of the podcast to check out some of my most recent interviews with dads such as the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, Superman himself, Dean Kane, my pillow founder, Mike Lindell, and so many others. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that is here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Bottle Breacher. Bottle Breacher was founded by former Navy SEAL and former guest on First Class Fatherhood, Eli Crane. Bottle Breacher provides handcrafted 50 caliber bottle openers made by active duty service members and veterans. The staff at Bottle Breacher used to use 50 caliber ammunition to defend our country downrange. Now they use them to provide the best man gifts, groomsman gifts, and promotional products on the market. Open your next call one in style, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% off their entire order by using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit BottleBreacher.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout to save 20% off your order. Believe me, once you see them, you're going to want to get one, and once you use it, you're never going to want to open another bottle without it. Go to BottleBreacher.com and use that promo code FATHERHOOD to save 20% off your order and open your next call one in style. Joining me now, First Class Father, Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, man. It's amazing. Yeah, this is an honor for me to have you here. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old? I have one son, and I think he's like 40-something. And (laughs) I don't even know my own age anymore. So, And he has, he's married and has two and his oldest daughter is married, and she has a son. She and her husband have a son. So I'm a great-grandfather. 
Wow, that's awesome. Well, hey, Jesse, if you could, please just take one minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. I am a founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And we've been around 30 years now, this past February 2020, our 30 year anniversary. And we are rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. And what we're doing is bringing back the order of God, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. And, um, and we have, we tutor, we counsel, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Uh, we help find jobs. We have a home for young men that we bring in from around the country. And we show them how to overcome the anger, help find jobs. And we show guys how to save their money, invest in property or, or whatever they want. And the last day we have a, oh, we have an entrepreneur academy that I started. And what that was, I noticed that when these guys overcome the anger, they are very talented, very smart. And a lot of them have smart ideas for businesses. So we help them start businesses. I started a credit union because they don't, some of them don't have good credit. And what we do is we loan them the money and they pay it back to the credit unions at a low interest so we can keep it going. We have monthly meetings for men only first Thursday of the month and the third Thursday of the month for ladies only. And then Sunday mornings uh, church service uh, at 11 a.m. in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I love what you do, Jesse. Uh, I'm a fan of watching your show. And, you know, it's funny that you say there, too, that you have the entrepreneurship program. I think right now one of the major problems we just got the I'm in New Jersey here. And one of the things they just approved for the curriculum next year for the eighth grade students is teaching them about anal sex. And I'm thinking like, you know, and I'll have an eighth. I have four children myself and one of them will be an eighth grader uh, next year. So I'm thinking, I don't know why we haven't changed this school system where we start teaching that entrepreneurial stuff, uh, introduction to financial literacy and things that could really benefit. And then when you get to the high school level, really go into the investing and real estate and all this stuff that, that everyone's going to need to use. I, I, I don't see why our education system wouldn't include something like that in the curriculum. Yeah, they had that when I was growing up. When I was growing up in Alabama, I grew up in Alabama on a plantation down in Alabama. I was born there. My grandparents worked with their parents and their parents and my parents. But in school, they were taught they taught trades. They taught us how to build things. And uh, we were taught to be independent while growing up. We were taught to work. And so I've always known to be work, how to work all my life. Even in the school, I remember them teaching girls how to be homemakers and how to be business girls if that's what they wanted. But you're right, they're not doing that in the public school system today. That's why I think parents should take their children out of the public school system because they're destroying the kids rather than building them up. They're teaching them about sex before time, how to hate their parents, about homosexuality, and uh, to hate the country, everything but God. They're, t they're taking God out and replacing it with Allah, U Akbar, and everything but God. And so, I think parents who send their children to the public school today don't love their children. There is no way I would send my child to a public school. I made some type of sacrifice either to homeschool them or to send them to a really good private or Christian school where I could keep an eye on them. It doesn't make sense that they do this. Yeah, I, I think I 100% agree. I think God has been removed from so much of our society. I think that combined with, I love when you talk about, I talk about on my podcast all the time, the fatherless crisis that we have in our country has just devastated our communities uh, throughout this country. I think it's the biggest problem that we have socially. 
And and I know that in the African-American community, it's got the highest percentage. It's uh, somewhere at 73 percent of, of kids are growing up with no father or, yeah. or no father figure in their home. Why do you think it's uh, uh, has such a big impact or why do you think it's so high in the African-American community? Well, the reason it's so high is that the black people sold, sold the, gave the advice over to the civil rights movement when it first started. One of the biggest mistakes was the civil rights movement. That should have never happened because when that happened, the blacks gave their lives over to the lead, so-called civil rights leader, Jesse Jackson and all those people. And, and the civil rights leader sold the blacks to the Democratic Party and by promising them that they would get free stuff. The government would take care of you and we will be your leaders. And so when that happened, the blacks stopped the family and they took the man out to get the paycheck. And whenever you are turned away from your father, you are turned away from God. Because whether we know it or not, like it or not, believe it or not, accept it or not, the man represents, he's the son of God. Even if he's in a fallen state, he's weak, but he still represents God. That's why when you love the earthly father, you love God. But when you turn the father away, and he, uh, I mean, when you turn the children away from the father, you turn them toward evil. And that's what the black people did. They gave up the fathers and um, Satan became their daddy because they turned away from the father. It's just been downhill ever since. And evil understands that. And evil, if it, it works to get rid of the man. The men are the most hated species in America today and around the world. And it's because it's a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong. And if you can turn the wife and the children away from the father, you can destroy the women and children. You can use them for destruction. So that's what happened to black people. It's not about racism or sexism or homophobism or Islamophobism, Debbie-Dadism or uh, white supremacism. It's no isms. It's either right or wrong, good or evil. And when you can get rid of that man, you can get rid of God out of the wife and the children's life. And that's what they have done. They they took God out of the home by getting rid of the men. They took him out of the public square, out of the schools. And that's all, that's why you see so much hell coming forward, because the man is being destroyed. And that's why we are rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. We get the men to forgive their mothers for turning them away from their fathers and then turn back to their fathers and love their fathers. Don't hate their fathers. And when you hate, when you love your earthly father, you can easily become born again of the spirit of God. But as long as you resent your earthly father, you will never know God. You'll know about him. You'll read about him, but you won't know him. You must be born of the spirit of God. And he's within us. Yeah, very well said, Jesse. I, I love what you have to say there. And we just seen, obviously, there's somebody seems to be hell bent on creating a race war in this country. We just seen the George Floyd incident. And I, I, as far as I've seen, I've never seen any opposition uh, to this. I think everybody across the country was in 100 percent agreement that what happened was a, it was an injustice uh, that was a murder, that this guy should be held accountable. I think we were all in agreement on that. And then we started to see these um, these riots and, and these looting sprees that were going on around the country. And I couldn't help but think like as a dad, like if I had ever caught my son or seen video of my son, one of my kids throwing a brick through a window or something like that, he would have to pray that the police caught him and not me. And is it, are we seeing it because these kids are out there, they don't have that fear. Like there is no, oh, wait till your dad gets home. There is none of that. Right. Uh, is that the reason why we're seeing this amount of destruction going uh, across the country like this? 100%. 
It's not about racism. It's not about George Floyd. It's not about so-called police brutality or, or systemic racism. These people are yearning for their fathers. They're very angry, and they are being used for destruction. The only purpose for black people on earth today, and it wasn't like that prior to the civil rights movement, but the only purpose for blacks on earth today, especially in America, is to use them for destruction. Whenever you want to kill the unborn children, whenever you want to hate the white man, rob and kill and beat him or her, whenever you want to burn down buildings and destroy a city or a state or a country, you just rent a black because they're too happy to do it. They're falling away from God and uh, they love evil. They hate anyone that's good, of good, and they hate anyone that stands for what is right. But if you stand for what is wrong, you can rent a black to get you to uh, to help you destroy. And the proof is in the pudding. If you if you think back for the last, let's say, 60 years, I don't know anywhere in this country or anything that blacks have built and it's good. Everybody, most blacks have been in support of. I don't know one person that majority of blacks have supported and that person was a decent person. But I, I can name truckloads of locations and people that the blacks support. And the blacks call themselves Christians. There is no way you can be a man or woman of God and support evil. You cannot support the Democratic Party. You cannot support abortion. And any of this stuff that's happening. Another thing that I realize right now, it was a big mistake for people to go along with what happened with George Floyd to say to the Black Lives Matter people and others, Oh, I understand. You're right. You're right. Because it gave them permission to destroy the country. What should have happened, we should have had a, an idea, but most people should have had a wait-and-see attitude. Let, let the courts decide what really happened. Let this man go to trial, the officer go to trial, get all the evidence, and let him have his day in court. Because this thing is not about George Floyd at all. It's about turning America into a socialist, communist society, destroying it, this great country and recreating it in another image. It, they can care less about George Floyd or any other black thug that killed by the cops. Look what's happening in Chicago and around the country. Black on black crime out of control. Little kids are being killed by other black people. No one says anything. White people are being robbed and raped and murdered and killed by black people. No big deal. But all of a sudden, one man get killed by, allegedly killed by a cop, and that's a big deal. They don't care about that. And one other quick thing that I'm surprised at, I never thought that I would live to see today in America, a Judeo-Christian nation, that people would follow a black radical for left liberal organization like Black Lives Matter. It was founded by some fat black radical lesbians who hate God, who hate the nuclear family, who who hate uh, who love abortion, who are Marxists. They don't care about the country. And you got white people kneeling down to them. You have the police departments kneeling down to them. You have uh, 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 Men and women of white people, I, 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 it's, like, it's like I woke up and I'm in a nightmare and I, I don't realize it. I don't know why white people, especially men, kneeling, washing their feet and kissing their feet and carrying on. 
to a black radical lesbian. Are you that afraid? It doesn't make sense. And white kids are going to suffer even more so since the white fathers are weak. Because if they can turn your children away from the white man, as they did with the black man, there's nothing to keep America from becoming a total uh, destructive country. And that's what they're doing with the white kids, turning them away from their white fathers. And also, they want the president out. Uh, Donald Trump, they want him out of the way. I call Donald Trump the great white hope. He's the best... I know I'm going on, but I want to say this. He's the best thing that ever happened to America. He's a straight, white, conservative, Christian man of power. And if they can get him because he's not one of them, they can get him out of the way. It's over. It's just completely over. Yeah, it, it does seem that way, Jesse. And I know right now politics is such a to- toxic conversation uh, right now in our country. Everywhere we look, everything is like it's splitting families apart, splitting friendships apart. And I, I mean, I've seen it. Like, I try to avoid politics as much as I can on my show. I've had the president's son, Eric Trump, on my show here. I just recently had uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on the show. And we talk about this, about about the family issues. Now, you, you mentioned the Black Lives Matter there. I was surprised when I did read their their uh, mission statement, their open mission statement, that they outright say um, that they are uh, trying to disrupt the nuclear family unit in, in, in this country. And I think uh, I don't see how that that benefits um, the African-American community at all. And the other thing that we're hearing uh, big time is defunding the police, yeah. which I, I think is kind of the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Do you see any way that that could be uh, helpful to the African-American community, especially to kids? Not one iota. It hasn't been, it's been somewhat helpful to have a police department in the black community. But uh, due to the fear of being called racist, especially white cops, I mean, the black crime is still out of control with the police department. Just imagine what would happen if they got rid of the police department. That shouldn't even be up for discussion. It's so ridiculous. But the people are listening to a far-left liberal radical organization working in the KKK, Black Lives Matter. These people don't like order. The woman, uh, one of the co-founders, and I believe her name is Patrice, she said they are trained to be Marxists. They are trained that way. And they're not trained to build this country. They're trained to destroy it. And I can't believe that normal Americans are going along with this. There should be marches in the streets every day demanding that our government stop what is happening. Call in the armed forces, whatever it takes. These people need to be stopped before it's too late. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jesse, I, I remember I, I posted it, too, because I, I, Barack Obama gave a speech on Father's Day back in 2008 where he uh, you know, said uh, he talked about the, the problem with the fatherless crisis in the African-American community. It was a really good speech. It seemed yeah. like it was a positive that there was going to be something to, to help improve the situation. But since that time in 2008, the, the problem has gotten uh, substantially worse in the African-American community. What What is the solution here? I know you're doing um, with your organization, what you're doing is to help uh, strengthen the male role, strengthen the father figure. But as a society, what needs to happen? And now this fatherless crisis, this is affecting all races. I know in yes. the African-American community, but in the white community, the Spanish community, wherever we see these high numbers of violent crimes, drug use, teenage pregnancy, suicide, it all correlates with no father figure in the house. So how do we get this country back on course to mending the family unit in this country? All right, dads, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? 
Manscaped is here to ensure that your post-quarantine body is ready to make its shirtless debut. Don't be that guy on the beach with a bushy Chewbacca chest that's out of control, and chances are that Austin Powers sweater vest look isn't going to be your ticket to Ladyland this summer. Trim that bare rug down to size with Manscaped's third-generation waterproof cordless body trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. It is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest shave. Don't take a chance giving yourself an accidental nipple piercing using a traditional razor. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are getting 20% off plus free shipping with the code FATHER at Manscaped.com. Did you hear that? That's 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com using the promo code FATHER. And you can start trimming that nest on your chest today. What is the solution here? I know you're doing um, with your organization, what you're doing is to help uh, strengthen the male role, strengthen the father figure. But as a society, what needs to happen? And now this fatherless crisis, this is affecting all races. I know in yes. the African-American community, but in the white community, the Spanish community, wherever we see these high numbers of violent crimes, drug use, teenage pregnancy, suicide, it all correlates with no father figure in the house. So how do we get this country back on course to mending the family unit in this country? That's a good question. I do have to say about uh, Barack Obama, I call him the father Messiah and, and Michelle Obama, big mama. They were a disappointment to the country because they support Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter were chanting, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? Pins in the blanket, fry them like bacon. What did Obama, what Obama, what does he do? He invite them to the White House. He didn't insist that they'd be arrested or anything like that. But what needs to happen is we got to rebuild the family. The focus needs to be on turning the children back to the fathers and the fathers to the children. We got to stop all this teaching the kids to have sex out of wetlock and before time, pushing pot and, and all this crap that's being promoted over rebuilding the family. Children are not going to get better. The country is not going to get better until we come back to that family. Everything starts in the family. And the kids have to love their fathers. The fathers and the mothers have to be upright people and guide their children in the right way to go. It's not going to get better until we come back to God's order. And all this other giving blacks reparations and giving them affirmative action and telling them that they've been, they're suffering due to slavery and Jim Crow or system, it's all lies. And all you're doing is bringing out the worst in them. You have to correct them and return them to the family, to the fathers. Otherwise, it's over. We're going to have South Africa in America, where they're now, the blacks in South Africa are ruling, and they're taking the land from the whites without compensation. They're killing them and robbing them and murdering them in their homes. And they, as a matter of fact, in South Africa, they changed the police department, and now the whites are not protected by the cops. Even some of the cops are killing the whites and robbing them and doing some weird stuff. That's going to happen in America if we don't stop what is going on. You're putting all these black liberal leftist women as mayor and governor and city councils and all that. These people don't like white people. They're going to pass laws that goes against the family and goes against white people. And they're going to be taking your land, your businesses, and everything, especially knowing that whites are afraid to stand up. White people got to stand up, speak up, vote out these people, get involved, and not just sit back and give the country over to these people. You're going to regret it in the long run, and your children will regret it. Black people need family. 
They need fathers and mothers. They need to return to the father. They are yearning for their fathers, not all this other crap that's happening. Yeah, well said, Jesse. And a big, the, the main focus here, the, the, the vision of my podcast here is to kind of change that narrative on fatherhood and family life because I drive Uber on the side and I, I hear it from so many of the young men. They have this negative aspect on what a father becoming a dad, starting a family is all about. It's like something they want to avoid. Like when I tell them I have four kids, they normally look at me like I have four heads. They're like, hey, four kids, what are you, out of your mind? Like they don't see it as something to aspire to. They see it as something to avoid. And I think yeah. that's been through what they've seen uh, you know, especially with the media, with the Hollywood, with TVs, we always see that dad represented as the guy with his head down. He's yeah. never getting laid. He's never having any fun. And the single guy, he's sleeping around with no responsibility and he's having a lot of fun. And we glorify that role. So these younger men are saying, why in the world would I want to take on all this role of all this uh, ball and chain that they say when I could just go and do my own thing? And we have our ego has become, especially in this social media lifestyle that we live in, the ego, which I think it was uh, Wayne Dyer said, edging God out. It's taken over that philosophy of making it more about yourself and not about what you can give to other people, uh, service to other people, which is really, uh, I think, in the Bible teach, uh, teaches uh, uh, really the, the key to greatness is finding a way to serve other people. So how do we kind of um, get these uh, Hollywood, which I think is a big part of the problem, along with the entertainment industry? How do we kind of break that down to kind of showing the father and the family in a more positive light? We got, and you're absolutely right about what's happening. We got to do what you're doing here. I think it's amazing what you're doing. You are putting the truth out there about what's really going on. And we got to get more, at least conservative men and women to start telling the truth. Hollywood is wrong. They're degraded men. They're putting them down. When I was growing up in Alabama on that plantation, the family were there. We had the family. We were in talk. I never heard the word racism. That's a made up word. I was taught to treat everybody, we were taught to treat people the way we would like to be treated. We knew that the Jim Crow law was a law established by the Democrats. And in those days, most black people were Republican. We were all Republicans. And so uh, uh, we knew that that law, we knew all white people were not for that law because we knew decent white people. They were no different than we were. They were people. And we knew all that. Uh, we And so we got to get the family back. We got to start rebuking Hollywood, exposing them for what they uh, are promoting and not going along with it. We got to not be afraid to get out there and protest it when they're bringing up all this fake stuff. We got to uh, speak out against abortion. And also the mothers have to apologize to their children for turning them away from the father. Because when you turn them away from the father, Toward them, toward the mother, they take on the same mindset and emotions as the mother. And so uh, the one thing that you notice in the black community, most black men, not all, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, most black men are angry and emotional and they think and act like a woman. They don't guide the woman. They become like their mother because you become like whomever you're angry at. You take on their identity. And so every woman they get involved with is mama because they're only attracted to that thing that they hate the most. They need to forgive their mothers. The mothers need to apologize for turning them away from their fathers and encourage them to turn back to their fathers. And then when the men do get married, they will be attracted to a different kind of a woman, not a mama. Most men, when they get married or they live together or whatever, they become the boy and the mom, the wife or the girlfriend to live in become the mama because they are attracted to what they hate and they don't know how to deal with the mother. 
So the mothers need to apologize for turning the sons away and daughters because a lot of the girls become like their mothers too. They're not themselves anymore. And this spiritual battle that's going on is between good and evil, right versus wrong. So we got to encourage the, the young and old to forgive their mothers and to love their fathers and forgive their fathers for not protecting them from the mother. He didn't know how to do it because he never overcame his mother. That's why you see a lot of angry black men and women. And it doesn't matter how old they are, how much money they have, where they live, but they still, they must be born again of the father spirit from within to overcome that mother spirit from below. Because love comes from, from God, through Christ, through the man, through the woman, to the children. Women don't have love to give. They, uh, they are a receiver of love. Men receive it from Christ. The woman receive it from the man. And the children receive it from the father, the husband. But it comes from God. But that anger that's come from below, is, and it's very emotional, it's insecure, it's doubt, it's fear, it's worry, and it's sickness and disease, it's all kind of stuff. That is not love. That is hate. That is anger. Anger. And anyone who has anger, any man who has anger is a woman. Any woman who has anger, Satan is her daddy. And so because she's been turned away from her father, we need to forgive, return back to the father. And I'm telling you, man, it would be paradise on earth again. It's so amazing. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Jesse, I have all the faith in the world that we're headed that way. I think yes. that we're going to come to a boiling point here. And I think we're going to get back to God, back to family. And I really do see major improvements coming. Uh, but but there is there is this bad philosophy that's out there right now that has to be overcome. And I think that there's enough people just true. I mean, I know social media can be very uh, toxic as well, but I think there's so much benefit to being able to get the message out there that kind of undermines what that mainstream media is trying to put out there. So I really do think and uh, I'm very faithful for what's to come here. And I know that you're a big uh, a part of this uh, change that will be coming. Do you have any like what are your goals and plans for the future here for yourself, Jesse? Do you have any uh, political aspirations yourself and getting involved in, that, in the arena? You know, I'm asked that a lot right now. I don't have any plans, but I, I, I tend to live a wait-and-see attitude. I live in the present of the Father, and whatever I see to do, I do it. And so if he opens up that opportunity for me to do it, I would love to. I love my country, man. I love America. I love what's right. I love God with all my heart, soul, and might. I love the order of the family. I came from a big family. I have uh, seven sisters and... I had five brothers, three of them had inspired, but I had five brothers, so it was six boys with me. And I always loved the family. I love my country. I'm an American. And if I need to fight for my country in a political way, I would be more than happy to do that. There's, I thank God for America. And I refuse, even though I was born on a plantation, I want to make it clear too, I am not an African-American. I don't have an Afro, I have an Amerifro. There are no African dogs beating my chest. The American good times playing in my heart. Black as the ace of space, but 100% American. I love my, my country. And if I had to fight for it in a political way, I would definitely do it. Yeah, I would love to see it, Jesse. And I know we, we talk about the, the man and you're building, re, rebuilding the man. We hear all the time toxic masculinity. We never hear anything about toxic femininity. But it's like, the, the, to me, I don't really know what toxic masculinity means. But to me, anybody that has a child and walks away from that responsibility, I would consider to be a toxic man or not a man at all. I, I think that's where we're having the problems with. 
When these guys, we have this uh, baby mama drama philosophy, uh, 18 years and then I'm free <laughs> philosophy. I think that's those are poisonous mentalities. And that whole idea of even the, the structure of the marriage, uh, I think it could be improved. The whole idea of a bachelor party, and this is our last time we're ever going to have freedom in our lives because now you're getting tied down. And we need to revamp the way that we're looking at the yeah. family and hold it in much a higher esteem than it is right now. You're absolutely right. And I want to make it clear, we work, We started out working with black men 30 years ago, but we work with all men now around the world, men and women. We help women, but the primary focus is on the man around the world. And uh, there is this phony idea that men don't love their children, that they're just making babies and walk away. But the real secret is men love their children. And when they are not with their children, it's not that they walk away from the children. They walk away from the, the mother of the children because they don't know how to deal with her. Uh, she's very controlling and she try to use the kids against the father. Uh, even when they go to court and they get 50% uh, visitation right, the mother still try to dictate that. You got to see him at this time. You got to do it my way. You got to have it back. And because a lot of men, most men have not overcome the identity of the mothers, they don't know how to deal with that. So they give up and just let it go because out of frustration. And so, but when you talk about, when they talk about the men, they lie and say the man left the children, but they don't leave their children. Men love their children. They leave the woman. And the mother's not going to tell the children, you know what, kids, your father loved you. He just left me because I was difficult to deal with. He loved you. He want to be with you, but I make that impossible. They're not going to tell the truth. And it's so bad. It's unfortunate because they give the kids the impression that their fathers didn't love them. And it's just not true. Wow. That's a great point, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's a great way of looking at it. A great perspective. And I, I don't want to keep you any longer here. The last thing I want to hit you with, Jesse, I love to ask all the dads that I get on my podcast here. What type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Number one, for the new dad, I mean that they've already made the baby, right? Uh, get over the anger. Forgive your mothers. Return to your father so that you can see how to deal with your family. Hopefully you're married. You see how to deal with your women and children. You don't have to leave home. Uh, number two, if you're not married, do not have sex out of wedlock. You should date. You get to know each other without the sex because the moment you have sex, it changes the dynamic. Because uh, when you have sex, you become emotionally attached to the woman. You become addicted. Sex is like a drug. And it's, it's no different than pot or anything else. It causes you to fall in consciousness and you become subject to the woman. And now you can't deal with the challenges that come. But if you just date and then after X amount of years, you realize, hey, this is a good woman. This is the woman I want to be my wife and my and the mother to my children. And then you get married under the umbrella of God. You will have a marriage that will last until death do your part. But if you have sex before marriage or you live together before marriage, you're getting married in hell and you, you're just going to catch hell. And 99% of the time, the marriage might not last. So the guys and ladies got to stop having sex before marriage, get to know each other, and love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. And he'll put the right woman or man into your life. And that would be a gift from God. He'll take care of you. He loves us. He's our father once you're born again of him. And he will give you the right person if you want to have a family. But you got to cut out the sex before marriage. You got to stop living together before marriage. 
because all its joy is bringing on destruction. You got to do it the right way if you want the right kind of family. Yeah, very, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Jesse Lee Peterson, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. I have really enjoyed this. This was an amazing discussion, man. I really, really, I really enjoyed it. I want people to check us out at rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, or jlptalk.com, jlptalk.com. And for the older people who are not really savvy on the computers, they can call us at 800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND, B-O-N-D. And I truly have enjoyed this. I'm about to bring you on my show, man. Will you come? Yeah, I'd be honored to be on, Jesse. Yeah, anytime you want to do it. And I'll make sure I drop a link to, to uh, your website and, and your contact information in the description of today's podcast episode. It's, uh, thank you for that. And it's an honor to meet you. And it's an honor to have this discussion. I really enjoyed it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Jesse Lee Peterson for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And keep it locked in because I've got a lot more action coming your way this week. Tomorrow on the show, comedian Joel McHale, best known for his work on The Soup, will stop by. Wednesday, we have got a Stanley Cup champion, three-time Stanley Cup champion. We know him as Mr. Devil himself, Ken Danico will be on the podcast. And then Friday, we're finishing things off with legendary weatherman Al Roker. Don't miss any of the action. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, and a soft feeling.